Because fucking country is relentlessly unspecial. That's yeah. kind of like baked into the culture. Yeah, but mm. and so that and the, and so and so uh, you you can but you can see Marge right. You can see uh, Mark and Arge, Marge, Marge, <laughs> just the two of them together. They, they're kind of just raging against the against the monotony of this place, but in the most consumer and flash way possible. That's mm. why their job now is to go and as like I don't know what like. 45 year old 50 year old men make like special appearances at bounce by the ounce in sheffield the thing is they're not even that old they're like both in their late 30s they just seem that old because of the impossibly bizarre way in which they lead their life because this is another thing about the legend right it's like the legend like wants to be cool and wants to be seen as cool but the thing is that like for that they don't actually have to be cool the legend only has to be the coolest guy their friends know like Mm. mark wright only has to be cooler than arge which is easy. How could anyone manage that? Because Arge is a simpleton. I remember there was there's like a plot line from I watched that first series of The Only Way is Essex when it came out when I was like 17. And uh, there's a plot line in that show where Arge buys his incredibly annoying girlfriend a micro pig because she wants one. Except that Arge has been like hoodwinked by the pig salesman and he has in fact just bought a piglet. So quickly they just have a full size fucking pig <laughs> in the garden of their house. Um, e- extremely, extremely normal. Um, but yeah, so there's this video of uh, Mark Wright and his simpleton friend Arge in in a watch shop, which is also run by an Essex geezer who is just like Mark Wright, but like 20 years older, um, who's just going like, oh yeah, that's a nice one. That's a nice one, Mark. And he's like, he's like that's 3,900. And he's like, can you do me a deal? Mm. And he's like, oh, I think we could there. Uh, we could I do three, seven. I, I don't, this just came flowing back to me like a Proustian reverie. Mm. Um, I, you smell the watch and then it yes. all comes back. <laughs> I remember I once briefly worked as a pub bartender before getting fired for being very bad at it. Okay, classic. And you <laughs> really kept having Proustian reveries from the various beers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, smelled, I smelled the skunked ale and was transported back to me- numerous house parties in rural St. Catharines, Ontario. <laughs> you know, um, what happened was, I remember there was a guy who came in, and I'll remember this man for the rest of my life until the day I die. Okay. And he said, and in the same accent that the guys in phone shop use, mm. which we'll get to. Oh, we will. He said, hello, I would like a covoisier and apple juice and ginger. And I said, I don't think we have Cavoisier. And he said, ah, it's a great cocktail. It's called a Deals, named <laughs> after me, because my name is also Deals. <laughs> well, he actually said, because my name is also no, Deals. No, no, he said, he said it in a much more sort of street way. Oh, okay. You know, he said it in a, in a much, you know, so this was in like 2012, where like, People like still remember, like Nathan Barley was also much closer mm. to the cultural imagination then uh-huh. than, he is, than he is now. Yeah, uh, but in the, and but there was also a sense I think of um, there was all there was also a sense of a lot of people were still talking like Ali G, but without a hint of irony. Oh yeah. Um, did did you did you push this guy on why he was I, called Deals? Co- yes, I did. So did he said, "I want this cocktail. It's got Cavoisier. It's called Deals. It's named after me. My name's Deals." Yeah, okay, the implied. Okay. Well, <laughs> My name is Courvoisier. <laughs> <laughs> my name is, of course, Ginger Ale. Yeah. <laughs> um. Please, Mr. Courvoisier was my father. Call me Ginger and Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Deals then says, well, all I can get you a deal on is toilets. 
Do you and, like to shit, mate? <laughs> and I will remember that exchange, and I don't until the most. It is memories of my family, my, my my wife, possible children. Who knows? These will be my second to third last memories. I mean, I, I'm Amazing. similarly like, with huge swaths of my life I've forgotten because apparently they're insignificant. But you mentioning Crevoisier has reminded me of the fact that. For some reason, uh, the it might have been Diageo or whatever fucking global brand distributes Courvoisier around the world, or at least in America, decided to like try to explain cognac and specifically Courvoisier's appeal to uh, French cognac grape growers by getting a projector and reel to show them the video for Busta Rhymes' past the Courvoisier. Now imagine this mm-hmm. happening in like a rural French fucking countryside town and uh apparently like it went down so poorly that literally one of the growers said this makes me want to stop doing this and i've been doing it my entire life (laughs) (laughs) needless to say we all have those proustian reveries that just come back and i can only imagine riley getting fired because he was insisting on serving madeleines to the fucking bar the 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 pub patrons no i was Mm. just bad i was bad Mm. at the job uh, are they just carrying a huge tray of drinks to the tea ring going like whoa, whoa. kind of I, dro- yeah. I like I, I sort of have I, I'm not very sort of coordinated I dropped the payment taker thing uh, oh, no. I said I, I had I, I just I, I wanted to I wanted because this was when I was working as a full-time writer mm-hmm. um, and that was like paying all my bills like it was going very well but I was also working completely by myself oh, okay uh, and so I was like damn I've spent like I'm in this country and I'm I'm in this country that I've moved to. I have a group of friends, but I don't really know anyone outside like that group of friends because I've lived here for some couple of years. I need to meet some deals, guys. I need to meet a guy who can get me a cheap toilet and bulk. You we know? should we should fucking buy a toilet off that guy just to see if he's I, still operating. Do you think Deals still has all the toilets eight years later? I don't know that kind of that. I believe that guy that he can get you a deal on a toilet. You know, like I I can I can see that as a thing. I don't know why he thought I would buy a toilet. What he thought I would do with a toilet? Maybe he thought you owned the pub and you needed a new toilet. Maybe he went in and mm. destroyed your toilet, both metaphorically and physically, yeah. and then was going to offer, like, well, so you've got a problem with uh. your toilet, mate. <laughs> a, a classic confidence trick. Yeah. He finds people like, goes, oh, is your toilet running? Yeah. Um, I like well actually that that does that kind of fits in with a perfect like archetype of a sort of Essex guy who has like a baffling array of business interests like uh recently my mom had the windows on her house cleaned and uh we've used this one window cleaner for like years because we like knew his parents and <laughs> he came round and so my mom like chats to the guy and he's I was just going out as he came in so I said hello to him and was reminded of like what an absolutely gigantic geezer this guy is like like imagine imagine the most stereotypical geezer you can think of and then double it and that's kind of this guy um and he told my mum that he had started this like side hustle apart from being a window cleaner for extra money where he gets rid of people's wasps nests um he has no qualifications <laughs> for getting rid of wasps which i feel like you have to know he something just about sidles up to them and is like i'll, I'll pay you 15 pounds to fuck off. They're paying me 30 quid to get rid of you. I'll give you 15 to fuck off. How's that? I can get you a deal on a toilet. How about this? You move. You move to the other, the other yard. I'll go back there. They'll pay me 30 pounds. I'll give you another I'll 15. give you a toilet. You build your nest in a fucking toilet. 
Yeah, it's, I, 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 I would love all of the different, just completely bird-brained business ventures that different British legends have like created over the last sort of what thirty years yeah. to just all come together in one stupid conglomerate. But so then he's telling my mum right that recently he went and got rid of a wasp nest for someone and he got stung like fifty times. And uh, he went out to his car and he just uh, passed out from like anaphylactic shock. And uh, they had to call the paramedics and they had to like restart his heart, right? Because he'd had such a bad reaction to these fucking wasp stings. And then my mum goes, Oh, I guess you're not doing the wasp nest anymore. He's like, No, I'm still doing them. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm fighting each one. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, You could get, you could get a wasp, you could get a wasp sting anytime, I figure. And it's like, But you're much more likely to receive a wasp sting. As a wasp nest remover. Hey, yeah. Well, just but, as a sort of fly by night, oh, see what I can do. Wasp nest remover. Yeah. Just an Essex guy will remove your wasp nest at a great personal risk. Yeah. Because that's legendary behavior. Yeah. This, um, is, this is a deep cut on me, but I'm actually terrified of bees. I, I managed to control mm. it, but the reason I'm terrified of bees is two reasons. Number one, because when I was three, I was told, stand still, you got a bee on you. And I stood perfectly still, and the motherfucker still stung me. Fuck you, bee. But it was a bumblebee, so it died immediately. But still, no solace. Secondly, because when I was a little kid, I was visiting my grandparents. My brother, I was probably about four, my brother had a cap gun and was sitting on my grandparents' front porch swing. And underneath the porch swing, unbeknownst to my brother, was a comically perfect wasp nest hanging from the oh, no. like, perfect oval suspended by a little stem. And what does my six-year-old brother do? He points the cap gun inadvertently down and fires it next to the wasp nest. And then he, as I remember Excellent. this happening, disappears in a cloud of wasps. <laughs> so that's what I could describe it. So yes, he survived, but he got stung like 70 times. I had to give him 15 quid to fuck off. And if they had just gotten an Essex guy to put, convince those wasps to build their nest in a toilet somewhere, yeah. it's never would have happened. Well, it's, 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 it is a culture of kind of... Because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in the, in the evolution of the culture of British wheeler dealing. Mm. And that you can... It, sort of the spiv concept, isn't it? Like the same guy who can open up his coat and sell you a stolen watch or whatever. It's different. It's different. I don't know. I think... I don't know, Miles. Do you think there's a crossover with spiv and this sort it's of a like... a crossover, but it's a different thing. There is a bit of a crossover, but I, yeah, I, I do see what Riley means is there's kind of like... There is sort of like the honest tradesman wheeler dealer, but like their business isn't in any way illegal. It's just bizarre. <laughs>